You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, all about real estate edition. Shining a light on the movers and shakers in the real estate industry. The home builders, developers, realtors, and suppliers making it all happen. And now, here are today's hosts. Good morning and welcome back to the All About Real Estate Edition. I am your host, Todd Schneck, joined by my friend and colleague, Carol Morgan. Before we begin, we do want to thank New American Funding for being our 2021 show sponsor, now our 10th year on the air. It has been great having them as our partner. We've had a lot of fun. It's been a fun year and a half with them. All right, Carol, this is going to be a neat conversation. Cool company, uh, doing some neat work uh, as we're kind of heading back into the workplace. Uh, this conversation is more relevant than ever. I'm looking forward to it. That's perfect timing. You read all the articles on how do you go back to work and what do you do to make it safe to go back to work? And um, this guest today has a lot of those answers. So looking forward to our chat with Jay Weiland. He is the president of Corporate Environments. Welcome to the show, Jay. And give us an overview about yourself. Good afternoon, everybody. Carol and Todd, thanks for having me on. A little bit about me. I joined Corporate Environments as their president uh, a little over a year ago, actually. So I'm pretty new to the corporate office and commercial environment space. But my background, I started life as an engineer, mechanical engineer uh, in robotics, actually. And I worked for Fortune 500 companies, kind of working my way up through the ladder in various marketing, technical fields, supply chain. And I found my way to corporate environments about two years ago is when my journey started. And uh, the CEO and I had a great conversation and great meetings about what the company was about. And I just decided to join as their president right as COVID started, actually. <laughs> Perfect great timing. timing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, someday we'll have to talk about how you went from robotics to this work. Uh, that will be an interesting conversation, me thinks. But uh, <laughs> so for those listening who are not familiar with corporate environments, uh, give us the overview and your mission and purpose. Sure. So corporate environments has been in business for over 30 years, and they primarily serve as a commercial interiors provider focus a lot on contract furniture. We are a null dealer, but more importantly, what we do for our customers is once there's been a design and a look and feel of a commercial space, our team is the one that then goes and helps select the final products um, to actually purchase then from the manufacturers and aggregate that. We work with over 300 manufacturers to sort of bring the vision to life of what that commercial space will look like. And we serve Verticals all from commercial office spaces, which I know is the focus of this conversation, but we do a tremendous amount within education, as well as within healthcare and government facilities even. So we're, we're pretty spread out, but our focus really is commercial interiors. Well, certainly COVID has impacted your business and your customers. Speak a little bit to that, and then I guess we can dive into there how, how it's changed now that people are going back to the workplace. It, it's such a loaded question. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> everybody is in, I mean, who hasn't been impacted by this thing. You've been under a rock if you haven't been impacted by COVID, but it's been fascinating working in, you know, where kind of a lot of the rubber hits the road. Our customers, depending on the business, had to react and respond differently. So some of our larger corporate customers, such as the UPSs and Coca-Cola's of the world, sort of just pumped the brakes on any project that was happening. And said, we're going to send everybody from home because we can do that. We have the infrastructure. We have the, the talent pool that can work remotely. And we're going to see and figure out our real estate needs once we understand what happens after COVID or as we work our way through COVID. We have other customers that have basically said, this is a great opportunity. 
people are out of the space. Let's retrofit our spaces now because it's always so difficult to get people out of the building and try to stage updates and improvements in spaces. Um, knowing full well, at some point, this pandemic is going to be over. We can take care of this now. And we've seen the broad spectrum of all of it. And some customers are still remote. And some customers have been in the building full time since June of last year. It's across the board. And it, it, it just depends on the particular business. It's a unique time to be thinking about, as you just suggested, it's a good time to kind of rethink. We were already planning on doing something, some changing some things in the interior. So it's a good time, especially when people are out of the office. But now there's new rules, there's new policies, there's new regulations, there's new things to think about. There are some people that are just a little edgy, a little spooked about coming into an environment where there's a lot of people, even though we've learned a lot of things about wearing masks and social distancing and how much uh, counseling are you providing to people about you know, well, how, what's the smart way to think about how to redesign our interior? I mean, are you, are you providing a lot of counsel to how to do that efficiently and effectively? We are, and we're going beyond just the regurgitating the, you know, a lot of the research that's available to the general public. What we're doing is helping our customers ask questions about what do they want the workplace to be? How do they want that space to serve? once folks can safely go back to the office spaces. And so starting off with those kinds of broad questions about what kind of work is being done and what have they learned over the last 12 months of full remote or mostly remote, that's they feel like has impacted their business. So depending on the function of the role really dictates how that conversation progresses. So what we've seen is that some particular roles perform okay in full remote, world and that the interaction in the office spaces may be focused on more team building or they may be focused more on cultural learnings and integrations within the company versus some roles that may function as a collaborative or creative type environment. Those kinds of customers that they want to have folks more in the building, we're coaching them along the lines of how do they manage what was being termed as the hybrid work environment. So you have a greater number, a greater amount of time that's prior to COVID spent at home, but then the time that's in the office, how is that being served as intentionally as possible? So the model is, you know, looking like three days per week versus five per week Mm -hmm. or four per week. But um, we're coaching them on what those spaces need to look like. Can they be, do they need to be permanent locations or do they, can they be hotel type spaces? And we then sort of do an assessment on how many people do we think are going to be in the space in any given period of time. And of course, then with the furniture, it's do you reconfigure what you already have or depending on your space, do you need to think differently about procuring different types of elements of your interior to promote that kind of collaboration and productive workspace when they're there in the office? So it's really all about but flexible workspace and just really thinking about it differently and making it more collaborative. And I mean, I guess that's the thing I hear over and over and over again from, you know, companies that have worked fully remote for the last year is how much they miss the camaraderie, how much they miss the water cooler talk, how much they miss just seeing people. Absolutely. And even the staff, it was interesting to think a, a predominant hypothesis going into this is that and I'll, I'll just say it because I am one of them, but millennials were going to just thrive in this work from home environment. When in reality, they seem to be the demographic that's ready to get back into the workplace, whether it's because 
their home or their apartment may not be well suited for continuous work environment. But they just simply miss the interaction with people. And it, it not necessarily a introvert versus extrovert. I've met plenty of introverts that are like, I didn't know I like people so much. Get me back into a place where I can actually talk to people and engage and have that relationship. So it's, it's I think a lot of hypotheses going into this yeah. have been disproven. And a lot of people are looking to get back into the workplace. New American Funding is committed to delivering home loans on time while providing five-star service. Their 14 business day close guarantee and fully underwritten pre-approval gives you an unbeatable one-two punch impossible for sellers to ignore. For more information on New American Funding, call 678-898-3540. That's 678-898-3540. From my perspective, I think a lot of millennials and, and even, you know, our Gen Zs that are in the workplace now really do well with that work-life balance and have found that working from home really kind of bleeds all over that and makes it a lot messier and that maybe it's harder to focus at home than they thought. That in theory, it sounded like a great thing, but they, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, maybe they missed the structure a little bit. Well, when I, and what Absolutely. I've experienced, uh, uh, Jay, you need to know that I live in a high rise. Uh, <laughs> and so, and, and there are 500 apartments in this building and, and a lot of young people that, that live here and they've made the decision to live here because they have a place to go. And they, they, well, let me rephrase, they had an office to go to. And so they have roommates. They oftentimes will say, you know, to save money, I'm not going to have Wi-Fi in my apartment, you know. And so all of a sudden they're forced to work from home with a bunch of roommates and no, no internet. <laughs> you know, they obviously couldn't really do that, you know. So some of them are also yearning to get back into a functional workplace. Uh, and they're probably by this point ready to get away from that from that roommate. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's been interesting to see some of these uh, youngsters evolve their thinking in terms of, you know, they made a very strategic decision in living in a place like this versus, uh, you know, what reality smacked them on the head when, when we locked down. So right. fascinating stuff. Hoteling, I'm, I'm, you know, more, most, most of my friends that are in a work environment, their office is shifting to a hoteling environment now where they're not going to have a permanent workstation anymore. So I'm starting to see a lot of that discussion too. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and it's interesting. What I what we're curious to see is if the social distancing aspect is going to remain in the long run. I mean, how long are we really going to be trying to promote the physical barriers between workstations? Mm -hmm. We had a lot of customers that chose to have more folks in the workspace. I mean, they consciously put up the you know all the things that the CDC recommended require you know indoor gatherings, social distancing, physical barriers. But what we're curious to see now that we've installed a lot of those, are those going to remain? Right. Um, are they, I mean, there's other elements too that we, we, we're either directly involved in or we consult with our customers because there's layers of security. You know, you can put in UV HVAC systems that try to purify a lot of the air. We did that in our building, for example. But even the luminaires, the lights that then can actually emit a certain UV spectrum that can kill surface bacteria as well. So it'd be interesting to see how long that is part of the vernacular and conversation as we think about the interior workspaces. 
Yeah, well, and it may depend on how long does it take for us really to get herd immunity and can we really get herd immunity and at what point are people really comfortable? I mean, it's there's so many factors. I was actually out, don't go out very often to dinner, but I went out to dinner a couple nights ago and we were sitting at the bar just because it was a kind of a fun bar and fun to watch and they put in big plexiglass partitions in between groups of like four people in the bar and you know maybe it's four in some places six in another but they had done the whole bar that way and the the bartender said that their customers and that they had liked it so much that they were going to leave them because it cut down on noise traveling between the groups at the bars but it didn't impede anyone's vision and I thought that was an interesting you know kind of byproduct of it because you can get pretty noisy at a bar and you know you want to have a more intimate conversation having that divider kind of helps so I imagine that some of that's true and you know these big open offices we have now too that we've been building for years that having those dividers gives a little bit more privacy than you would have in that giant open room true Jay, I was true. intrigued when you said uh, that you worked with 300 manufacturers now if you had asked me to guess the number I would have said maybe a couple dozen I now some of that is answered by the you know when you mentioned that we work in different you know from education and healthcare and all that so that that speaks to that I imagine there are some different styles from traditional to contemporary design that, but I still wouldn't have guessed 300 manufacturers talk about those relationships and what are those partnerships like and why such an a, an extensive number sure so if I were to break down those manufacturers in the segments we've got are segments that are focused primarily on furniture, but then we have segments that are technology. So we've got vendors that would not necessarily fit into a, you know, sit on it, touch it, put your papers on top of it, but things like sound masking or shade control, or even, you know, various controls controls for audiovisual. We also do interior construction. So prefabricated offsite construction. We have vendors that provide that kind of interior solutions as an alternative to uh, conventional construction, which is your stick-built drywall, you know, steel studs, all of that's built off-site. So if I think about those three primary verticals, we've got key partners within each of those verticals or those segments that we try to do a lot of our business with because we can add the most value to our customers if we have strong relationships with very few manufacturers that can do a lot of what is typically needed in an interior space. Uh, we can get the best discounting, the best customer service, and we can, the best warranty support typically post-purchase. But underneath that, the reality is there's no one manufacturer that can do everything at the price point required for every customer, let alone just the look and feel. So we've got a large amount of vendors that we then will consult with or work with that can then provide you know, maybe not the 80%, but maybe it's the 20% that allows us then to kind of make sure that we can meet the budget or the requirements of that customer. And some of these, you know, keep in mind, we'll, we'll deal with, with textile manufacturers as well, or we do some exterior. So some exterior solutions that deals with furniture, but a lot of the interior folks to manufacturers don't like to do much exterior. So, or the limit's pretty small. So we try to consolidate where it makes sense to our top vendors. It's easier for us as a manufacturer, or as a as a dealership. But at the end of the day, we want to make sure that our customers are getting the best in terms of selection, functionality, and and cost. So that's why we have so many. Well, what I heard you say between the lines there was there isn't a whole lot when you're thinking about the interior corporate environment that you can't help a customer with, from technology to construction to fabrication to all those different elements. It's not just furniture. Correct. 
That's right. Yeah. That's right. And and you spoke to some. You know, healthcare is a very specific application mm-hmm. that you know the finishes, the cleanability, the durability, the materials, the construction. It's just a different environment than what you might see in a you know high end corporate or even a, a legal a, a law right. firm. So, right. Right. yeah. Well, and I think that's a good segue into talking about a recent project. So can you kind of describe a recent project that you were involved in that touches on a lot of the different vendors that you mentioned, you know, the sound masking or the shades? Kind of give us an idea of what a typical project looks like. You know, they all have their own personality. Really, they do. And that's construction, right? That's real estate. But um, I will tell you about a project we did recently. This was actually for PGA Superstore. So this is one of the... Uh, Arthur and Blank Foundation's investments that we did a pretty good rollout of their interiors that incorporated pretty much the spectrum of what I spoke about regarding furniture technology, as well as purely fabricated interiors. And that was a, a really fun project with that team that allowed us to really understand what they were trying to accomplish from a you know, functionality of that space and help them then design what we could, you know, help them accomplish from the, the look and feel. So with the prefabricated wall system, let's just start there. They had an idea of the types of technology that they wanted in the space, but they really didn't know after until they saw our showroom what was necessarily possible. And what they saw was is that you can take your AV components and you can embed that into the walls with a full understanding that at some point it's going to become obsolete. And then you're going to want to change that out. So whether that's in three years, five years, they really enjoy the fact that this is a system that allows you to be flexible, knowing well, full well that technology is going to have to be updated at some point in time. In addition to the effect that the look and feel of prefabricated is just much different than traditional construction. So they really wanted to have an environment for their employees that was going to be higher end or, or inviting and different and unique. And then couple that in with the technology portfolio that we were able to give with AV along with then the furniture. That sort of was the icing on the cake. Now, was there anything special from a COVID requirement side of things? This particular client, I mean, it was, they put the considerations in place. There's a lot of social distancing in play, but it really was not in terms of a back to work strategy, something that dominated the conversation in terms of the design. It really was we want to have an environment for our employees that was reflective of our culture. That's pretty cool. They've got in their floor, they've got plugs in the ground that serve as, you know, holes to play golf in. So they can actually putt in their office space. So it's a fun, collaborative technology, higher, you know, high feel, high touch and feel, high finish environment. And uh, that was a really fun project. On the healthcare side, we've partnered with Grady Healthcare We've been their partner as they rebuilt their tower that flooded about 18 months ago. Mm. And that was really more about getting the product in a timely fashion during a pandemic on site to ensure that they can open up uh, bed spaces for not just COVID, but for everybody else that's still having to, is going through medical challenges. And that was something that was, and continues to be a partnership for us and, and, it's been a fantastic partnership and project that's ongoing. Yeah. Well, ongoing is kind of a good segue into where I was going because you made me realize another value that you bring is as technology 
it becomes obsolete and new stuff comes along or as new trends emerge or as new styles come, uh, you're probably always on top of that, you know, and, and when an organization needs to kind of evolve and mature a bit that you're in position to recommend the latest and greatest styles, technology trends, <laughs> all that. So probably yet another benefit that you bring to the table. So, so good stuff. So as we talk here in spring of 2021, uh, looking ahead to the balance of the year, anything else excites you? Anything else we should be aware of uh, and on the lookout for from corporate environments? Oh, I'm excited. 2021 is looking to be a much better year than 2020. So we're very optimistic where I'm sure I'm you probably heard from other other panelists um, that there's a lot of activity, especially we're really fortunate to be in the Atlanta market. So we're really excited. Last year, we opened up a new office in Savannah, which was a great expansion effort from us. We're not slowing down at all. So we're going to be continuing to grow our team. We're making some very uh, strategic hires here over the coming weeks and months. And we're going to continue to serve our customers in the you know greater Georgia area, to be honest with you, uh, the best that we can. Uh, with the services and our people that we can. Well, you don't wish pandemics on anything, but uh, it is probably providing some fertile ground for what will be some intriguing potential for some innovative work from you guys over the next couple of years as as the workplace evolves and changes through all this. Uh, might be a neat time to to uh, be doing what you guys are doing at corporate environments. Sorry. Well, Jay, we're running out of time. So before we let you go, should anyone need to connect with you and certainly learn more about all the work that done by corporate environments, where do they go? Yeah, absolutely. So you can visit us uh, at our website at corporateenvironments.com or I'd be happy to entertain any questions directly. Uh, it's the letter J, my last name, Wyland. I think it's spelled out here in the, the Zoom at ceofga.com. All right. Jay Weiland, the president of Corporate Environments. Jay, great to have you. Thanks for carving out some time and joining us. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Enjoyed uh, it. Uh, we did too. Our pleasure. All right. Well, that wraps this week's All About Real Estate Edition. On behalf of our show sponsor, New American Funding, my co-host, Carol Morgan. I am Todd Schnick. That's all the time that we have for today. Thank you for tuning in and listening. And we'll look forward to seeing you again right here tomorrow. We'll see you then. Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio is sponsored by New American Funding and made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite source for real estate and home building news. Denim Marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim Marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio.